This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to the Monday Discussion. This week on the CR Checkup Podcast, we're talking about greed and greed's role in having faith. Palm Valley Churches Celebrate Recovery, we work through the 12 steps on a yearly basis. And right now, we're learning to fight our battles together, but at a distance. This means that the ways that we used to live out our recovery may look a little bit different, but we're confident that our tools need to look the same. We know that the 12 steps and the eight principles are effective, and so we can't let lies creep in to say that these things have to change. And also we can be encouraged by the fact that we can be leaders in applying these 12 steps and eight principles in ways that people may have never done before. So we're going to continue to work our program in order to heal, but we can expect that we're going to have to get a little creative. And right now we're right in the middle of talking about step 12. And if you're unfamiliar with step 12, that's okay. Every single conversation that we have here is meant to stand alone. There's meant to be some kind of truth or principle that we can take out and apply to our lives no matter where we are. But for those of you who are a little bit less familiar with the 12 steps, I just want to recap the first three as they lay a beautiful foundation in our road to recovery. Step one says that we admitted that we are powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors that our lives had become unmanageable. At our CR, what we really want to drive home here is that we're stepping out of denial and into God's grace. But it doesn't stop there, because we believe that whatever brings us through the doors are the things that open the doors. Next, in step two, it says that we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. This is learning to believe that God could heal me, even if I didn't believe that he would. Then in step three, we made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. This is how we can turn from our sin and turn towards Jesus. And this is the most important part, knowing that I matter to him. Now, before we start having our conversation about step 12 today, I would love if you would take a minute and just greet one another. And of course, we can't do this in person, so pull out your cell phones. Maybe you want to give somebody a phone call, shoot off an email or a text message, whatever it is. If you would just reach out to somebody right now and let them know that you're thinking about them. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Step 12 says that having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers and sisters, 
If someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently, but watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Once again, I just want to say how grateful I am that God aligned time so perfectly that we would be discussing step 12 right now. The things that we do in Celebrate Recovery, in the program, working the 12 steps, the eight principles, building a support team, doing all of these things that can be very difficult. Um, we're doing all of this for situations that we're going through right now. Of course, we we can't really, we didn't expect what's going on. We would never want anything like this to happen. But we are preparing ourselves for hardships. We're learning how to be able to persevere in times of trouble. So whether we feel like it or not, we are prepared, maybe more than most people. And so I really love that at step 12, this truth just really peaks out. It's where we're taking all of the things that we've been learning and applying them to every single area of our life while trying to be a representative of the program and of Christ. And so we're trying to be a reflection of what God is doing in our lives that some other people might be able to see that and to take notice and maybe be able to do that in their own lives. So step 12 starts out by saying that I had a spiritual experience. Now, what is that? So some of us, uh, we may hear a booming voice from the sky or see uh, miraculous images that blind them. Um, but I think more commonly, and maybe even more plainly put, um, a spiritual experience, I believe, is experiencing faith. When I experience faith, faith tells me everything that you have and everything that you don't have is all covered. It's taken care of. The only thing that you need now is faith that your higher power, Jesus Christ, is in control and he will never forsake you. That faith, that experience of faith, it overcomes the desires to use drugs and alcohol to comfort me. It overcomes getting angry and loud to protect myself. It, it overcomes the desire to place my worth in others. It overcomes the desires to obtain money to secure me, to seek sexual desires to satisfy me, for food to fill my heart. Even if these experiences are momentarily, they were spiritual experiences nonetheless. And so how does greed play a part in these experiences? Well, each one of my hurts, pains, or addictions, I believe, are ultimately mechanisms for replacing faith with my misconception that I can provide everything I need for myself by myself. I may have a, a spiritual experience that knocks some sense into me, but then greed comes along and says, this need isn't being met. You need to do something about this. And realistically, all I know how to do is either have faith in God or act out in my sinful nature. And greed and faith can't work simultaneously. Unless I choose to put God first, unless I choose to trust God to provide me everything I need, then I'm in danger of acting out in my struggles. Having desires isn't the problem, though. It's only natural. It's having desires out of sorts and then trying to fulfill them on my own. That's the problem. See, God will satisfy all of our needs. And this includes the ones that we're even unaware of. 
and he's going to cleanse us of the ones that are defective or misplaced. If I can come to accept this, then greed can become a beacon that points us to amazing opportunities to grow in faith. How is this possible? First, I need to see greed for what it truly is. When I think of greed, I gravitate straight to money. It's wanting money, never being satisfied with what I have. This isn't wrong, it's just not complete. Greed is ultimately seeking happiness in things of this world. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not wrong to have things, but if I'm looking to those things to satisfy me in whatever way, that's a problem. And that is so easy to fall into. I'm not sure. I don't think that any of us or anyone this side of heaven is going to be able to perfect this, to be able to do this properly. But that's not the point. We're we're seeking progress, not perfection. The point is here is learning to accept the truth about greed. I'm stepping out of denial, and then I practice this principle, that I would seek only God to satisfy my soul which is my every need, my every desire. Then I'm able to discover greed. When I have the correct understanding of what greed is and how it affects me, then I'm able to discover where it's dug in and put its roots deep down. This is where if I'm willing, God will shine his light on the desires that I've hidden from him. These are are so often things that motivate us. When we start our journey in step three, step three urges us to take our lives and our wills over to the care of God. Turning my life and my will over to him includes my desires, the things that motivate me and the things that I want for myself and even in my recovery. Once I do this, then I can recover greed. This sounds absurd. I know it's crazy that I can recover greed that doesn't seem like it's possible, But what I mean is that the things that I struggle with the most, the things that my flesh desires the most, are going to be where I spend most of my time, right? I mean, until the next thing comes along anyways, but I'm going to be spending a lot of time there. And when I discover these things that I'm desiring to satisfy me, I can begin to recover them. I believe that God has created each one of us and he puts desires in our hearts. And I found that so often the things that I struggle with the most are desires that God put in my heart. He had tremendous plans for them. And then I took them, I got a hold of them, and I tried to benefit myself with them. And so if I can turn them back over to God, I can begin to recover those feelings. And then they can turn into what God truly had planned for those desires that he put inside of me. So we're going to talk way more about this this week, and I would encourage you to tune in and listen to the daily check-ins. But what we're going to do to start off with greed is first, we're going to see greed for what it truly is, and then discover where that greed is rooted. And then we're going to recover that greed. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to just be able to come together. God, I pray for each person that's listening right now. God, I know that even for me, my ears have resistors in them. God, they don't always want to hear the truth. And God, I thank you for speaking truth to me. And I I thank you for uh, the people who are hearing 
um, this now and, and receiving it, God. And I, and I ask that you would just continue to work inside of us, God, allow us to uh, chew up the meat, God, and spit out the bones, take the things that apply to us and, and maybe the things that we don't understand now, God, that we would just let them be until uh, you see fit, that we would come to understand them, God, uh, but that we wouldn't be willing to just push everything to the side, God, that we know that you bring us here for specific reason. And so, God, we choose to, to see and, and hear what it is that you have here for us. God, in this area of greed, as we discuss this, that you would just uh, shine a, a beautiful light into our hearts, God. And and as painful as that may be, that we would just be uh, have a, a spirit of acceptance and just being willing to, to address whatever it is that you bring to light, God. I thank you so much again for everyone who's listening. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. A great way to put what you just heard into action right now is to call a friend and talk about it. You can talk about these questions. In what areas of my life am I using things to provide me happiness? Which of my character defects can I see that God has a plan for? In what areas of my life am I experiencing greed? Thank you for listening to the Monday discussion. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you're struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery because nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.